All right, and we are back with episode two of the Gravity Course Nerd Podcast. And I have a couple of confessions to make today. This episode is about Pokemon, as I stated in the previous episode. And not only... And here's confession one. Not only am I a grass-type guy, like, I've, I've made a whole list of what Pokemon I would have on my on my team if I was a grass-type gym leader and everything. But, I digress. Not only am I a grass-type guy who always starts out with a grass-type. I have a Bulbasaur tattoo on my forearm. On the other side, that way when I'm, you know, doing the whole gym bro thing, I can look at it when I'm doing my curls. And then confession number two is that I haven't played Generation 6 and 7 of Pokemon. And I've tried. I, uh, I've done the emulator thing, but until recently I haven't had a computer, so I've been trying to emulate on my phone. And... The 3DS emulators just really aren't there yet. So, I just haven't got to touch on them. Uh, I know I could easily go buy a 2DS or a 3DS and just buy used copies of the games. But I imagine those are going for more than what they did when they were new. At least the games, the the systems are probably about the same at the moment. Last I seen... And my only broke man hope at the moment, unless I suddenly make it big, my only broke man hope at the moment is that Nintendo keeps adding their emulators onto the Switch and that they get up to 3DS here sometime soon. Now, I understand that... I understand that uh, Nintendo has been looking into making a new Switch, or at least the, the successor to the Switch. And so they might continue it on there, and with that more powerful hardware is when they're going to start emulating the 3DS better. So... With that, I do digress, and we will begin my history with Pokemon. At least to the extent that I remember from my childhood until now. And we're going to start with my first memories of playing video games was on a purple Game Boy Color. I might have had a regular Game Boy before that, but my first memory is on the purple one. And it was on blue version. And when I was young, when I was super young, I did what all kids did, and I chose Charmander. Charmander, Charmander, Charmander. And in Gen 2... When I moved to Gen 2, it was Cyndaquil. And this is before I discovered my love for... Oh, excuse me. For grass types. Now, 
I played as Charmander. I, I started with Charmander. And I kept him on my team. Evolved him. Did all that. And my first... I want to say 10 playthroughs. 10 times playing the game. I had to do different saves. I never got very far. I only ever remember getting to the fourth gym. Before moving on to Let's Go Pikachu. Now... I always loved, or not Let's Go Pikachu, Yellow Version, my bad. I, the Let's Go games are basically remakes of Yellow. So, I always remembered enjoying looking back and seeing the cute little faces that uh, Pikachu made. That being said, the only, the only playthrough I remember of playing Yellow Version was the time I finally caught an Abra and and so Abra was the only one who got to see any combat. I reached the third gym, I reached General Surge with a level fifty Kadabra with all my other Pokemon sitting around level twenty. And that gets me to the fact of favoring Pokemon I thought was cool at the time. Because I did that quite a bit. There there was always Pokemon, at least for a while, that always were levels upon levels above the other ones. So then we reached the Generation 2 where I picked Cyndaquil. And to this day I love Cyndaquil. He is by far still one of my favorite Pokemon. Uh, cute, adorable, and Typhlosion, his final evolution, is just a badass. And I never beat Generation 2. At least not while I was a child. It, it took me becoming an adult. So I didn't beat Generation 2 until I was an adult. Because as a child, I could never figure out where to find Waterfall. I tried. So many times. Over and over and over again. Never did it. It, And so thus, it wasn't until I was an adult that I completely beat all the gyms in Kanto... For Kanto Kanto, I don't know why I pronounce it like that. It wasn't until I was an adult that I did any of them gyms or even went against Red. I still haven't beat Red in Gen 2. I'm going to be honest. I got to him. I went to fight him. And then I just got busy. But Gen 2, the, the memories that I have the most of Generation 2... Was just chasing after Suicune. Over and over and over again. Just running away. I swear I sunk like 30 hours. Just chasing after him. And he never got in the Pokeball. I didn't understand tactics back then either. But never could catch him. Just kept running away. Using Roar on me. 
Then we get to Gen 3. And Gen 3 was a lot later. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily because it just took them that much longer to make Gen 3. I don't remember. I did not look at any of the release dates before coming in here to record. Now, Gen 3 came out more than likely, if I'm thinking off the top of my head, I think it was a 2004 game. So, I would have been... Eight when it came out. So, if my timeline's right, I didn't play it till I was 10. It was a couple, it was out a couple of years. And I started out with Ruby, and I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't really enjoy Ruby when I was a child, when I was a young child. And it wasn't until a few years later, when I hit the age of about 14, after playing more of Gen 1 and 2 for years and years and years, that I got back to Gen 3. And at this point, I'm 14. Gen 4 has already come out. I'm pretty sure Gen 5 is on the horizon. Pretty close, if not already out. And this is when I found my love for grass types. Because I'm, I'm booting up Emerald. And Emerald is the first Pokemon game I've ever beaten. Only the first one I remember beating. And I decided I'm going to go with the Grass Starter. Now, I don't know why I chose, made this decision. I don't. And the longer I've played and evolved it, my starter into Sceptile... I just fell in love with grass types. I thought they were badasses. So when I went and played Leaf Green, I chose Bulbasaur. And that's where my love for Venusaur came from. And Bulbasaur is my favorite Pokemon to this day. Bulbasaur is the one tattooed on my arm. I have several different paraphernalia, nerd paraphernalia of Bulbasaur. I have a wood wood picture, I have a terrarium, I have this little tree thing that he, a little Bulbasaur figurine sits on. I, I love Bulbasaur. He, he, she, whichever gender you have, is, is a tank. I, I love how much damage a Bulbasaur to up to Venusaur can just take. You can take so much damage. And So when I went back to playing Emerald and I beat Emerald and I, I loved Emerald, I fell in love with Rayquaza. Rayquaza is my favorite legendary. And so I binged Gen 3 for a while. It wasn't until I was an adult that I played Gen 4 and 5. And I was playing them in my early 20s. I played them on an emulator on my phone. But we should backtrack a bit. Because I came to the realization, because I didn't write down talking points for this episode, that I skipped over the N64 games. Because the N64 games 
were the only console Pokemon games I played up until my Switch. So, the N64 was my first full-size console. And I grew up playing the N64 and the PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, the Atari, the NES, and the Super Nintendo. My grandparents had all of them, and they had custody for me for a minute for reasons I'm not going to get into. But let's just say that my mom isn't a bad mom, and then that's not why they had custody of us. It was different reasons. And so one of my first Pokemon memories outside of the anime, which I discussed in the last episode, so I'm not going to talk about it now. And the cards, which I never knew the rules for. My cousin just had a bunch of them. And we just kind of threw them on the ground. And like, oh, mine's got a type advantage and more health. So I win. But one of my first memories is Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. So, so much time. I genuinely believe that other than Oblivion, I genuinely believe that Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 are most of my gaming hours. I have put so much time into them, played them so much. I am playing them now as an adult with them on the Switch. I've introduced them to my girlfriend's kids. We battle, we play the mini games. It is so much fun for me. It makes my heart smile. I want them to make another one. I want them to make one with all all nine generations. Bring it back. Not that I have any pull. I'm just some guy sitting in my closet. And so I put a lot of hours in it. I never really did the gym leader castles. I went and played a bunch of the tournaments, put a lot of time into the tournaments. I... Did the mini games? I played every one of the mini games. I don't know how many times, so much that when I went back to playing them as an adult, trying to play them on the Switch controllers, I was still pretty decent at them. I still kind of remembered what to do. They're they're one of those memories that are ingrained, burned into my brain. And I even went aced in Pokemon Stadium Two. I went to the academy and the, the the school in the game, and I aced the school. I went and did all the classes over and over again until I got perfect scores. Which is funny why I don't remember egg types and breeding. Because that was a big check section of that, that school. I remember putting the Game Boy cartridges in the controllers with the attachment packs and playing on the TV. Sitting like two inches away because, you know, I was a child. And the TVs were so small. That's what you had to do to see. And then I remember putting a lot of time in Pokemon Snap. And taking the pictures and unlocking all the different areas. And how happy I was when they made new Pokemon Snap. That I still haven't beat because adult life has distracted me. I will say that I liked the... The interesting way Snap did it. Now, I don't know if New Snap has the same feature, but I always enjoyed having to 
take pictures of objects at certain angles so that they look like Pokemon, the Pokemon I was trying to get a picture of, instead of just the Pokemon being there in the game. I thought that was interesting as a kid. Like, taking pictures of up in the cloud, up in the sky above the clouds, and taking a picture of the constellation so I can get a picture of Mew. Or Mewtwo. It was Mewtwo. Mew was flying in the clouds. So taking a picture of Mewtwo up in the constellations and... And I think that's where my sense of wonder in games. And that's part of what Pokemon Snap and Pokemon, the games, are probably where my love of playing role-playing games comes from. Not necessarily turn-based games. Pokemon is kind of really the only turn-based game I can play for the most part. There's some that really get my attention and I can play and enjoy. Like, Dragon Quest Eleven was great, but... The sense of wonder and exploration and kind of being able to customize which you really couldn't do too much in the older Pokemon outside of choosing the moves your Pokemon had. And that's where my customization came from. Origin, type your name, chose your moves. And then once I found games where you could completely customize your character, like the newer Pokemon games, you can't do that in. My heart swelled. I'm like, I can put myself in the game. And this all comes from playing Pokemon. My love for games comes from Pokemon. Yeah. There was a brief stint with Hey You Pikachu. My cousin broke the uh, microphone for it. Not that it was very responsive in the first place from what I've been told now in my adult life. But he broke he broke the headphones so that I could we couldn't do all the couldn't do all the things in Hey You Pikachu, but it was a cute game. I, I, I kind of hope they do something like that again. I never played the Pokemon games for the GameCube. I heard they were really good. I, I've heard people crying out for more. Uh, moving up to... The Wii. I don't remember if there's any Pokemon games for that. Never played any of them. If there was. Didn't play the Wii U at all. So I don't know if there's any games on that. And I never played any of the Mystery Dungeon games. I understand there was one for the Game Boy Advance. And there was one for the DS. And I, I just never played them. Now. <clears throat> back up to Gens. 4 and 5. So. I played Platinum. I played a little bit of Pearl. Uh, but I got a new phone, my save, and the file for the game didn't transfer over it with while I was emulating. So I just played Platinum. And Turchwig and Torterra, amazing. I genuinely enjoyed the story. It was definitely something a bit different, in my opinion, for Pokemon. Uh, it it kind of had an overarching story from basically the start. 
uh, it wasn't just you going out and beating all the gyms for once, which is kind of how the other ones started out, and then they introduced the bad guys, like, halfway through, well, Gen 1, it was after the first gym, uh, Gen 2 was before the, just before the second gym, you had to beat Team Rocket before going against the bug gym leader, but it, it was Gen 4 that I really genuinely felt like Pokemon was taking this step towards an overarching story for the adult players. Because there's all there had always been dark Pokedex entries. And obviously they're kids' games. They're kids' games, guys. You can't get upset over Nintendo and the Pokemon Company and Game Freak making these games easy. They're kids' games. I understand that. I love them. It's a nostalgic thing for me to play them, and it's comforting. I don't play these games to have a challenge. I play them for if I want to do a game on easy mode, and then go catch the Pokemon and see the cute little whatevers with name Pokemon that's out in the wild. And so Gen 5... Now, for Gen 5, I skipped over black and white. I went straight to black and white too, which I know was probably not a good idea because it was a connected story, which is probably why I didn't favor Gen 5 as much as Gen 4. Uh, so I, I didn't really get the full picture because I jumped over. I mean, it's all the same Pokemon. From what I understand, they didn't really add anything new. They just kind of remixed it. Say bat, slightly different story. And, uh... That's where I did the, the, the generation jump. So... With not being able to do 3DS, I just kind of started replaying older games for a while. And, uh... Around this time was the time I seen the Pokemon Origins anime and seen what the anime really could have been like. I understand there's a lot of people who love Ash. It always irritated me that they didn't at least slowly start making him older. They let him hit 11 and then they turned him back to 10 and then let him hit 11 again and turned him back to 10. He didn't really age. I feel like he should have aged a bit. I'm not saying that they had to, like, make him age with the original fans, necessarily. But he could have been, like, 14 by the end of the show. When he finally won a Pokemon Championship. He could have, they could have let him hit, like, 14. Let him be a little older. He's matured. He's learned. And when I hit, got my first Switch is when I didn't play Pocket Tournament. 
I'm debating on getting it still as an adult now, especially since my girlfriend's son loves Pokemon. Not that he really likes fighting games, because if he doesn't win, he doesn't want to play. He wants us to play co-op games, games where we, we play with each other on the same team. It, so, I got bought Pokemon Sword. And I played it, and I played it, and I played it, and I bought the DLC, and I played it, and I played it, and I played it. Grookey was a great grass-type Pokemon. Notice I didn't say anything about the grass type in Gen 5 because I just wasn't a fan of it. I, oh, excuse me. It, I didn't really like the design. Good moves, good stats. Wasn't a fan of the design. That's my personal thing. Uh, it's got a lot of fans. No complaints. No true complaints, personal issues. Not really an issue, just an aesthetic thing for me. And I liked Grookey. I, I loved Rillaboom, its final evolution. It was great. The design, the story of the game was good, in my opinion, even if it was pulled back. From the stories they were telling in Gen 4 and 5. And. I mean let's face. Let's face it. The DLC idea. Was awesome. I understand that a lot of the time. DLC is just the way. the They strip this from the game. And they're just trying to make extra money from you. It kind of genuinely feels that it was an extra added to the game because fans were complaining that not all of the Pokemon that they had created up till that point were in the game. So they added more. They gave the DLC new areas. They gave regional variants on legendary Pokemon. There was extra legendary Pokemon. There was... Oh god, just everything about it was great in my opinion. 120 hours in that. Replaced my Switch, which I had the Animal Crossing edition. I gave it to my best friend for Christmas because I knew he wasn't going to drop the money on a brand new one. And he would have gave me a bollocking if I had gotten him a brand new one myself if I had paid for a brand new one and given it to him he would have he, he would have he would have given me a jesting bollocking he would have he would have been messing with me and so I got the OLED like bigger screen I personally don't see the graphics quality difference I don't know if that's because I need better glasses uh or if it's because I don't use the port, didn't use the portable version of my regular Switch enough to notice notice the graphics quality difference. I didn't put them side by side or anything like that. But I lost all of that. I thought I had saved it to the cloud. But it turns out that Nintendo required you to pay, at that point had started requiring you to have the Nintendo Online subscription, and I lost it. 
I re-got the subscription recently. I paid the $50 so that I could play Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 for the next year. And all my other games were backed up, but Pokemon Sword wasn't. And I don't know why. I... I don't know why. At least I had already beaten the game so that I'm not worried about going back and playing it again. I still had to beat the Frozen Tundra DLC, but I'm not really too worried about that. I have it for another time if I ever want to replay the game. Now, this is the point where I had gotten new Pokemon Snap. I played the first area, beat the first area, but never moved on. Got busy working, moving, yada, yada, yada. And then I go and I bought Violet. Got it shortly after it came out. I wanted to get it day one, but things happen. Got it like a week or two after it came out. Got my best friend Scarlet, which he just started playing because I didn't give it to him until this Christmas. And excuse me, because I didn't play it immediately. I didn't know about the graphics issue, like how bad the glitches really were that everyone was talking about. And I had gotten to it later, so I thought maybe they had patched a bunch of the glitches. And that's when I found the spots where it chugs the single digit frame rates, just going into small towns. And so I plowed through three or four gyms. One of the star battles and one of the titans. And I stopped playing for a while. I stopped playing up until just before Christmas, this last Christmas. And when I got back to it, they had fixed a lot of them glitches. It's not a perfect game. It'll probably, it'll never be a perfect game. Nintendo's working on the next one. And it's, it, they solved a lot of the problems. I bought the DLC. At just after Christmas. Enjoyed the DLC more than I enjoyed the main story. I felt like it was a lot more concise with a better through line. And. I mean, yeah. But this is the point where I talk about the cherry on the cake. In my opinion. I know it doesn't really have its fans. But going back about a year before I ever played Violet, maybe six year to six months or six months to a year before I ever played Violet, played Arceus. And I understand it was being developed at the same time as Violet. That's why they didn't transfer over a lot of the systems. But Arceus was the superior product. Superior product. It brought back old favorite starter Pokemons, one of each type. 
It gave them regional variations, which, heck yeah, especially Cyndaquils, Typhlosions being a Typhlosion being a ghost fire type with his signature move. It was, I was in heaven playing that game. They could have been a little bit more creative with the boss battles against the Guardian Pokemon. I think they were the Guardian Pokemon. They could have been a little bit more creative with that. But all in all, they age, this was a game that was meant for the older fans. At least a little bit. This, this is the slightly older fans. This, this game isn't for little kids nearly as much as the other ones are. I appreciated that as an elder Pokemon fan. Excuse me. My girlfriend's son did not appreciate it as much. He said there was too much dialogue, which he's not used to playing JRPGs other than Pokemon and Zelda. Yes, I consider Zelda a JRPG. It is a role play, action role-playing game from Japan. In my opinion, that makes it a Japanese role-playing game. But he didn't appreciate it. He said there was too much talking. I like that. I like the fact that it introduced the fact that you could reteach old moves. I think you could do that in Sword. I never went and personally looked or seen it. But you could you could teach the, the Pokemon moves. You could adjust the attack so where it was a stronger or weaker version of the attack so that it makes it easier for catching Pokemon or just straight up taking them out. It introduced ev or evolutions that didn't exist anymore because of industrialization that they have brought back and they reappeared in Violet, which, I mean, I kind of expected them to do, honestly. You're not going to introduce these awesome, in my opinion, awesome evolutions to Pokemon that don't ex that don't exist anymore and not come up with a way to oh we bred them back into the wild and I like that I I, I genuinely loved Ar Arceus I I didn't a hundred percent it I never went and caught Arceus itself but I I went I I went and did as much as I could and I caught as many legendaries as I could. I felt like I put a good 40, 50 hours and it really enjoyed my time with it. I wanted Arceus 2, just like I wanted Pokemon Stadium 3 with all, all the generations. Now, we have hit the 35-minute mark and we have reached basically the end of my tale with Pokemon as of now. It's going to keep going because at the moment I am still playing Violet. I am in the second half of the DLC on the Indigo Dust DLC. I have beat the Indigo Dust DLC. I have beat the bonus epilogue for the whole DLC where I caught Peachion, I think it is. It's 
It's a little peach Pokemon, peach pit Pokemon. And after I did that, I learned that you can catch the starters for the first eight generations as long as you grind to be able to pay for them to be in the terrarium. And that is what I am doing now. I have unlocked two of the upgrades for the terrarium. I am slightly disappointed that other wild Pokemon don't also appear with the starters. Because the Pokemon that are... Most of the Pokemon that are in the terrarium are just Pokemon you can find in the base Violet game roaming around. There are other game, There are other Pokemon, obviously. But it about half to 70%. In my opinion, at least from what I've noticed, I, again, have not done any research for any of the claims I have currently made or facts I have made for the most part. I, uh, I, have, I have unlocked half of it. I have got the Savannah biome. I went and caught all of those starters Pokemons and I evolved them immediately as fast as I could so I could add them to the Pokédex. And then I moved on to grinding for the necessary school, blueberry school points to unlock the next section. And I have caught a Bulbasaur, Chikorita, Poplio, yeah, Poplio, and Froakie. I have caught those four. And, oh, five. I caught Mudkip as well. And... The last starter in that area is Grookey, and I have searched the area up and down. I'm going to have to keep searching the area up and down until I find one. It's very elusive to me right now. He has not uh, appeared, and so that is where I'm at in that. Once I have caught all of those Pokemon in each of the different ter terrarium biomes, I will be done with Violet for a while. I am trying to decide if I want to go and do the gym leader castles in Pokemon Stadiums 1 and 2 because that'll be a nice little jaunt. It'll probably, between the two games, probably be like a 10-hour session. 10 hours. Playing Pokemon, new Pokemon Snap or the... Because I already beat the original back when it was on the 64. So I'm not sure if I want to go back and play it again for nostalgia purposes. But go and playing new Pokemon Snap. And I'm not sure if I want to go finish The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. I am about a fourth of the way through that. And it did the Zelda thing where they start you back at the start of a dungeon... When you save and leave the game, and it was me climbing Mount Cranel. Cranel? Cranel? I was at the top. I saved. I let my girlfriend's son play my Switch because I downloaded Fortnite for him because I'm not a big fan of Fortnite, but I downloaded Fortnite for him because I love her and her kids. And so I saved so that he could play because unlike PlayStation and Xbox, it shuts down the game. Well, newer PlayStation and Xbox. It shuts the game. It, it, it ends the game regardless to start the next game because it doesn't have the power to run multiple games at once or put it in a stasis. 
and it started me back down at the bottom of the mountain with half a heart. So I'm slightly frustrated with the Minish Cap at the moment. I'm probably going to go back and beat it. I intend to. Just because I want to play more Zelda games, confession time, I've only beaten Breath of the Wild. I've gotten close to beating Ocarina of Time, but I had a faulty version of the game. So where I was fighting Ganon's Witch Mothers, it glitched and deleted my entire save. So I never beat it. And it's sad because I have this massive love for Zelda and I've only beaten one of the games and I've played basically all of them, I'm pretty sure. Maybe not to completion, maybe just small sections. But I've had my hands on all of them but Skyward Sword. And the season games for the Game Boy Color as well as I have not played the Tale of Two Links. The one for the DS where he was a train conductor. I don't remember what that one was. I'm sure I'll find it. And the games where there's multiple links. Those are the ones I have not played, but I intend to. I have a friend that listened to my first episode when I posted it on Wednesday, Valentine's Day, and he asked me to go play the Zelda games and do a series on them. I'm not sure what the series will be about. I Maybe it'll be my favorites from start, all the ones I've played. It might be my, might do a slight breakdown of each one, of my thoughts on it, my theories, but we'll see. And with that, uh, we are going to bring the podcast to a close. The next episode will be coming out on Wednesday, the 21st of February. I will be recording another episode the following Thursday to be posted on Friday. Because I will not be able to record an episode that Friday. I will be at my best friend's wedding. Next episode is to be determined. I'm thinking there's a chance I may talk about my experiences with Oblivion because I got my first copy of Oblivion and I played that game for about four years straight. Basically only switching me that between that one and Need for Speed Shift, which was mostly out of boredom that I was playing Need for Speed Shift because at that time I was a child with no money And I played the games I owned. I may also talk about my love of the Dragon Ball Z video games. And with that, we will end this podcast. I hope everyone has a wonderful Friday. I hope that you're doing well in your lives and that you're all happy and healthy. And that you're treating others as you wish to be treated. Have a wonderful day.